This is Gavin Doyle, the host of the Disney Dose Podcast, where we strive to educate the Disney enthusiast. You're listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. Here's the show. Like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill, you are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now... Here he is, Darius. Teddy. From the Chillin' Podcast Studios in the frozen hills near Storybrooke, I am Teddy the Yeti. I love spaghetti, but not confetti. And you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. So, ladies, gentlemen, ice queens, evil queens, reindeers, troll rock thingies, and warm-hearted snowmen, onceuponatimepodcast.com and Rony Zone Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. That's the first time we've played that. Let's try it that. It is indeed. Yes. So we've been sitting on that for a long time. Uh, yes, we have. I've had it set up ready to go so this is actually the first once upon a time fan podcast we're doing for it's actually things about the end of season three Mm -hmm. and we will begin season four next weekend wow already here i can't believe it yes indeed there's a lot of fade out music here so this episode i just want to say thank you to abc and disney for providing a review copy mm-hmm. of the Blu-ray for Once Upon a Time Season 3. Yes. So we're going to talk about what we thought about, what we watched, and many of the extras and different things. So sure. I think, first of all, I'll go ahead and start. the. I just want to say this up front. Is there's a lot of ways that people get their Once Upon a Time. Mm -hmm. iTunes or streaming, whether it's Hulu or other places like that. ABC.com. ABC.com. There's a lot of places that you can watch it. And I think some people are feeling, and and we'll address certain things as we go, that the days of the Blu-ray and the DVDs are kind of coming to an end. Mm -hmm. That the the days of streaming and getting things instantly from somewhere are overshadowing owning things but what i want to say up front is there's still something if you love a show like we love once upon a time there is something about owning it right. owning discs that you can put in your player and not only enjoy the episodes which they look fantastic, by the way, in a Blu-ray format. But there's also extras and all that. So I, I just want to say that if you haven't bought it and you're on the fence, if you can buy the Blu-ray, buy the Blu-ray. We'll have links if you'd like to use our affiliate links for that or the DVD. I still think that, especially season three, there's definitely some of the extras mm-hmm. that are worth owning. 
and uh, we'll we'll go from there. But I still think that there is room, in my opinion, on your DVD Blu-ray shelf for <laughs> Once Upon a Time Season 3. I, I would agree. Let's go ahead and start about just a look of the episodes. We did watch a couple of them, uh, especially for the commentary. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Blu-ray. Very nicely done. The detail was really, really striking. And mm-hmm. I know that they work very hard with the CG and, and the backgrounds and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just think even the, the faces and, and the detail on some of the closer scenes, it's just it's really incredible what they've done. Mm-hmm. I, I'm an old dog. We've lived through many things. We lived through VHS and, <laughs> and all that. This is a beta. whole new world. Beta. <laughs> We're going way back. This is a whole new world. Oh, yeah. And it just looks gorgeous. Yeah, it is amazing to me, you know, the quality mm-hmm. that is capable in these discs. All right. And what we're going to do now is I kind of wanted to let me get to my notes really quickly here is I want to step through the extras and discuss them as we go. And I think I think the first thing I do want to talk about are the commentaries. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of commentaries. No, there were handful. There were a few. Mm hmm. And the the ones I wanted to okay there's a there's five discs mm-hmm. okay and each disc has at least five episodes some have four just to kind of balance it out sure so disc one has the commentary for the episode Lost Girl mm-hmm. which was uh, season three episode two. And disc two had the commentary. And I'm talking about the Blu-ray right now. Right. So disc two had the commentary for Think Lovely Thoughts. uh, And that had Robert Carlyle. And that was kind of a standout because there really weren't a lot of commentaries with the actors. Mm, The Lost Girl commentary was with Andrew Chambliss and Kalinda Vasquez. Right, who wrote the episode. Mm -hmm. And Think Lovely Thoughts was Robert Carlyle, David H. Goodman, and Robert Hull. Disc three had no bonus features. Disc four had the commentary of, of the episode The Jolly Roger. Mm-hmm. That's with Colin, uh, Colin O'Donohue and David H. Goodman. Which was awesome. It was indeed. And disc five had, to me, probably my favorite commentary for There's No Place Like Home, which was the finale of season three. Right. Uh, with Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz. That yeah. was, was really good. Really incredible. I think the commentaries were really good, the ones that we had. I just would have liked to have seen more and maybe had more of the actors in them. But, I mean, pulling Robert and Colin, wow. Yes. I did enjoy – there were some commentaries, I think especially in season one, where it was uh, Jennifer and Josh, I Mm -hmm. believe, just kind of talking about the character and and this kind of thing. Nothing against Robert talking about – how small the Neverland set was. Nothing mm. against that. Right. I think that's interesting. Yeah, that they is. had to relight and light it differently. And the, he said they'd have to back up. I don't want to give away the whole commentary, but he said that they had to, when they shot take two, three, four, five, they had to back up and mm. walk the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was 
it, it was it was probably a bit more challenging than you know what they're used to walking in actual storybooks so right. to speak yeah and if the then you put more people on there because the obviously the story of Neverland had all the characters on the island so right. there were some episodes where they were all there together right so anyhow little tidbits like that obviously uh, the Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz commentary really had a lot of background production mm-hmm. information yeah. and that kind of a thing. It, nothing against the producers uh, or writers mm-hmm. that also had commentaries, but I just I wish there was more actors in there. Yeah, would have been would have been nice, but I, maybe they were just really super busy, and that's why they weren't able to get everybody as much as possible. I mean, with Ginny being pregnant, that probably took her and Josh out of the loop. Mm-hmm. And who knows why they didn't get anybody else. But And I do want to say this. In the year when, because in season two, there was an official podcast mm-hmm. where Eddie and Adam did have a short podcast with um, a great host who I'm escaping her name. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, they really kind of dove into each episode and talked about the meaning and different things like this. These commentaries actually are all we get. <laughs> For season three, as wow. far as this kind of thing. I think we do a great job. I think there's other uh, Once Upon a Time podcasts who do a great job. But there's something about the actual producers and actors talking right. about it. Right, and the so, writers. And the writers know, Helping as well. out as well, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, that's the commentaries. And I did also want to touch on the deleted scenes, mm-hmm. which some you could watch and you would say... Well, I'm kind of glad they cut that out. But there was other ones that I really wish that they had left in. Yeah, there were a couple of really good ones that you kind of go, oh, man, that would have been great to see that. For me, the uh, Mr. Van Winkle deleted scene, I wish they had left that in. Mm. Because I, in my mind, I think there are fairy tale characters all over the place. Oh, absolutely. And I thought it would just be funny if all of a sudden he's walking by and... You know, oh, Mr. Van Winkle, you know, you wish you could sleep and and all this kind of thing. I think there's more. That would be just kind of funny because you wouldn't have to announce a new fairy tale character. They would just kind of be there. Be there. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, that was that was really interesting. I also think the father of the bride with Henry Sr. and Regina, that was a great... Yeah, that was a great That scene. was a great deleted scene. I wish they would have left that in. <coughs> I think the there was a scene when Snow White had read uh, the letter mm. from Regina. Mm-hmm. I thought they should have left that in as well. But anyway, there's some of these deleted scenes. And, and sometimes you watch and you go, yeah, it's probably best that you... Just kind of cut it that down for time. It didn't necessarily take anything away from the yeah. story. It didn't. It wouldn't have added anything either. Is what you're saying? I think. Right. So I mean, good scenes just didn't add anything to the to the story, which is probably why they kept them out. Mm-hmm. The bloopers, I thought, were fun. Yeah. But it was kind of the goofiest moments of them all. It wasn't. They didn't blow lines necessarily. The, it was a lot of silliness, which yeah. is fun, and it's good to see the actors in that you know in that mode. 
I would have liked to have seen more. I would have liked to have seen them kind of cut the scenes and spend a little more time on the bloopers. Mm-hmm. It was a montage of bloopers, and it was a montage of pretty much everybody just kind of cracking themselves up, which is fine. And again, good good you know method of seeing them. But I would have liked to have seen more where they flubbed the lines or they you know did something goofball. And a little more, it, it, mm. it was so quick. You had you almost had to watch it a couple times just to catch some of this stuff. Yes. To me, that it just felt very rushed. And I wish that look. There's nothing wrong with watching Lana Perea dance around. Oh yeah, yeah. Or Rebecca made her kind of make a face and stick sure. out her tongue or whatever. But I just anyway. I I, I wish that we kind of saw more. I don't know, maybe flub lines or or whatever. Well, yeah, because that that to me almost didn't feel like bloopers. What that felt like to me was in between scenes, this is how they entertain themselves. Because it didn't seem like a lot of that stuff was actually like they messed up their lines or they were doing stuff, you know, and having to reshoot something. It was, okay, we're on a holding pattern, so we're just going to be goofy and do these things at the camera. You know what I mean? It just didn't, I don't know, it didn't feel completely like bloopers to me. It mm-hmm. was a fun, candid look at the actors, but I would have liked to have seen more blooper bloopers. There was a, as it's written here, a Blu-ray exclusive featurette. It's called Inside the Writer's Room, mm-hmm. the next big character. And you got to see that for the first time. I had seen it a couple of times. Yeah, it was funny. So what? what I was kind of floored at, is that this was not only played at Comic-Con, I believe, but it was released. I, I, I've seen it. And, and I know that there's a lot of things that get to YouTube and all that, but it, I, I had seen it before. And I'm kind of expecting if it's an exclusive, that means it's, it's, it's exclusive. exclusive. Like, yeah. you've never seen it before. It, it somehow got leaked, apparently, is what I'm thinking. Well, it was it was actually played at Comic Con. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it yeah, got yeah. played at Comic Con, then leaked yes, everywhere. That's right. And that's my point is that it's not an exclusive to the Blu-ray. Now it's in Blu-ray format and it's beautiful well, and gorgeous right. and all that. So it was an amusing segment. It yes. would have been just kind of fun if that had been truly exclusive and had never been shown anywhere, including Comic Con. Right. No offense to the Comic Con people, but yeah, would have the, been kind of nice if it's supposed to be exclusive. It, it's not exclusive. The nice thing was, is I believe that was the first time we've seen all the writers together yeah. doing something. Yeah. So for that, I'll give that a huge thumbs up, oh, especially for the writers who you rarely know what they look like. Right. right. We know who Jane Espenson looks right, like. We right. know what Adam and Eddie look like. Right. But a lot of these, <clears throat> we we don't know what they look like. So this was their yeah. kind of exposure and premieres and and it was fun it was really fun it was really well written it was kind of amusing and they actually played it off really well i did enjoy the wicked villains little segment where they talked about what makes a villain the difference between a villain and a hero Mm -hmm. and you got discussions about certain villains within the show and the actors that play them, yes. which is nice. Mm-hmm. It was great seeing, you know, these actors talking about the characters they're playing. Now, but right. there was, to me, I did enjoy seeing Rebecca Mader discuss Zelina. Yeah, and I Robert wish discussed Rumple absolutely. Hook Colin discussed Hook. Regina Lana discussed right. Regina. And, oh, wait, that was all. 
Yes. And we're missing a huge, huge villain in that. Actually, a couple of good, good villains. Where was You're right. Cora? And Walsh. Cora. Well, Walsh, I wouldn't consider. He was not a villain villain. He was a henchman. So I would not have, I would have kind of found that out of place well, if Walsh uh, had been put in there. Well, let's just, but I'm telling you what we should have seen is we should have seen Barbara Hershey talking about Cora. Yeah, and yeah. we absolutely should have, I mean, I'm floored that Robbie Kay was not there talking right. about Peter Pan. I would have loved, two of my favorite, my favorite or villain. Or even the adult who played Malcolm. Either one right. would have been fantastic. And he, I, first of all, Robbie Kay, huge missing element. Peter Pan missing was, to me, huge. Yeah. And I wish that Robbie Kay was there to mm-hmm. discuss his character. Yeah. I would have loved to have the char- the gentleman who played Felix mm-hmm. talk but about. But again, Felix is not I understand main that. villains. But still. Main villains. Okay. But. I mean, those are those are certain things that we didn't get to me enough of. So, right. Peter Pan not being there, Robbie Kay, I think, is someone that we we have not even seen him scratch the surface yet. Right? He he is really going to bust out big. He so. he should. He's amazing. So, so that was to me a huge glaring oversight, and maybe there was a reason. Maybe they couldn't get him. Maybe he was busy. I don't know. But I would think that that would have been a big thing because i mean robbie k not being a part of the blu-ray not being a part of the you know wicked villains considering peter pan was probably the most beloved villain of all time so far at this point at least that's what i keep hearing is everyone just thinks that he's the best villain that ever happened and people love lana don't get me wrong but compared regina to peter pan and he's a way badder villain i wish that he would have done a commentary I wish that Rebecca Mater would have done a commentary as well. Yeah. At least one. Yeah. I wish, and a number of people agree, I wish that Jennifer Morrison would have done a commentary as well, especially for Lost Girl, something like that. Sure. And so there were spots, I think, that were just ready, just waiting for these great actors right. to give their insight. Right. As well as, you know, nothing against Jennifer and Josh. They could do one as well. It's fine. Sure. But. These are brand new introductions of right. great characters, yeah. especially Peter Pan. So yeah, I mean they had they did have at one point they had some of the other actors talking about the characters as well. Like Henry was talking about Regina. Mm-hmm. So I mean there was there was that for the you know, for the wicked villains. But I mean it would have been nice to have had a lot of the other actors. I mean I think Jennifer Morrison was in one thing at least one little yes. blip. Mm-hmm. You know it would have been nice. And Jenny was in another one, so mm-hmm. and Josh. So I mean, it was nice that they had them in there talking about that stuff. But it would have been really spectacular to have Robbie Kay in there talking about uh, Peter Pan. So unless there's some Easter egg we didn't know about from from my my research, no, there are no yeah. Easter eggs. So that being the case, it's unfortunate that Robbie is missing from the Blu-ray. I think that's the one. Um, for me, that's the one negative about the Blu-ray is that it, it doesn't have Robbie Kay talking about Peter Pan. Yes. That's a huge um, missing hole, in my opinion. I also – there's another actress that was missed as well that I think had a large role in season three, which was uh, Joanna Garcia. Mm. 
played Ariel. Yeah. Now, so, they did have a whole section, yes. though, on Ariel. So she wasn't missing. But, she but, just was in that. She was in a different From thing. the commentaries. That's what I'm talking right, about. Right. But again... She could have she could have done the commentary for Ariel. Yeah, she could have talked about that episode, the specific episode. It would have been really cool if they'd had commentaries on every episode and had whoever the main character, Mm -hmm. you know, the centric um, central character for that episode, having that conversation and having them kind of talk about what their experience was. Now, maybe the reason they didn't have her do a commentary is because they did have a whole little section on Ariel. That was another piece of the yeah. the you know bonus features. True, and and they probably felt that doing the little segment section called "A Tale of Ariel" was enough. Maybe and to focus on her. Well, because the if, fitting of the costume right. and the shooting day and all that. She really was giving almost not a running commentary, but mm-hmm. it was a commentary on Ariel. So yes. that I think was sufficient for me. I would have been okay with her not doing, I'm okay with her not doing a commentary because they had the whole section on, you know, about Ariel and how, how that whole thing came to be. Two, two little tidbits from a tale of Ariel. Um, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it yet is Joanna Swisher Garcia. No Garcia Swisher. That, that. <laughs> she cannot swim. Yeah, she didn't know how to swim. And Jennifer Goodwin is afraid of water. She's not fond of it. She's yeah. not fond of it. Yeah. And I do remember many years ago, I think two seasons ago, her her tweeting out, spent most of the day underwater. You know, and it's, I remember it's that. funny how people focus on things that they really don't like and you don't catch it. You know, usually when you tweet something, it's something exciting or fun or whatever. But in looking back, it's like I spent, you know, half the day underwater. Right. And what you didn't realize is probably she's saying it really wasn't all that fun. I, I'm sure I don't I'm like sure, water. Much. Yeah. I'm sure so. that was part of it. But anyhow, the tale of Ariel was a great segment. I, I really liked looking at how, Ariel was basically conceived, uh, conceived and, and, and thought up as far as the costuming, mm-hmm. the hair. It was really interesting. And how they, Adam and Eddie were talking about, here is the Ariel from the cartoon. Everyone's seen. But we wanted to make it this way. And it was just really interesting to see their thought process of... It was great to see Eduardo talk about mm. how he made his costume yeah. um, for her, how he came up with that, and kind of you know use the the animated feature as his you know baseline, and then making it a little bit twisty, right? To give it that once upon a time spin, which is another thing that he kind of shed some light on. A lot of the costumes he does for all the other characters, he said that you know the the bra for Ariel was a leather bra. That then was um, embellished with beads and, and and what have you. And he said, you know, there's conch shells and mm-hmm. starfish and all kinds of things in her belt. Because we want to give the camera something else to look at besides a plain solid color. Right. Which, again, is just brilliance. And um, it was kind of fun watching him talk about how they're making it and her having it on, modeling it. And he says, oh, I think it needs to be a little shorter and just snipping. And she just kind of went, oh, mm-hmm. you know, here they're, they're you know literally cutting this gorgeous costume while it's on her and she's like you know uh it it was a little taken aback but it was it was really cute and a fun little um insight into the costuming i love the i love people that are so artistic Mm -hmm. that even a cut 
was meant to be. Because mm-hmm. I, I am so controlling most of the time with sound or art or drawing or something is that I get really nervous about it. Right. But he is so creative he's that he's been- like, w- when you cut it, like, oh, no, no, is that is that long enough? No, it's perfect. Because it's just, he, he knows, oh, it's just it's really been, incredible to see him work. He's been so. doing this a long time, and he yeah. knows what yeah. works and what doesn't. And yeah. he actually brought out, you know, uh, that that whole cut thing was to you know, so you could see her legs mm-hmm. specifically. So I mean, it was that it was he was thinking in terms of the character and the you know how what we're supposed to be looking at here. So I thought that was really cool the way he did that. And, and this, I don't mean this to sound in a bad way, but the dress and what he was building was a very colorful, beautiful. Uh, 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 what's it? Barrier reef, kind of a, a, a underwater creation. That it had levels on the dress of, it was of different, thin. right? But 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 it was just. I think you alluded to it's kind of like a three D look. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't flat. It was right, and it was really the, the colors and all that. But it, it's incredible that someone takes that much time to think about a a costume. Just who who knew? Yeah, so, no. Yeah. He he even you know he added the detail um, between you know her midriff. It was bare, but it wasn't because she had a sheer, right. sparkly, you know, piece. And he even said again, something for the camera to pick up. Mm-hmm. So he, he he's constantly thinking. So that, I really enjoyed that uh, special feature, bonus feature on the on the DVD or Blu-ray. So I think we've hit on all the different parts of it. I hope though that. Because it seems like there's less and less and less features. And it's almost like they kind of have to release certain things. Like I've, I saw the blooper reel, I believe, on entertainmentweekly.com or something like that. So they're kind of teasing out certain parts of it. And I think my opinion is that they're kind of giving away what's on these. And they don't need to. Because if people really love this show, right. they're going to buy the Blu-ray, and you don't have to give away a whole segment, maybe a short bit of it, but anyhow, that's just my opinion. No, I agree with you. I think if you want to sell these Blu-rays, if you want to sell the discs, and they know they're going to anyway, but I mean, do something for the people who are going to make the effort to pay the money for them, and give them some exclusives that are just truly not released anywhere. Right. You know, um, that's just me. And again, I would have liked to have had more commentary from more of the actors. The ones they got were fantastic, but having more input from all the the you know the people. I mean, even Lee did a uh, little snippet here and there. Mm-hmm. But it again, I would have liked to have seen more of the cast and crew um, talking about their experiences. You and know, their characters. Who, you know who would have made a great segment is the Leaf Lady. You know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. You know, and some of the security guys. Yeah. Or people that that, that, that are up there. A, yeah, it would have been a really fun fun thing to have had a behind the scenes, the people behind the magic. Right. It would have been a really cool segment. So if they hear this, hey guys, um, when you're putting the Blu-rays together for season four, highlight some of your cast and crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, more of your crew, especially the folks in uh, Steveston and Vancouver proper because... They they do a great job. They and certainly they do. They are yeah. kind of the ones that um, 
make the magic happen. I mean, I, the actors do, but of course. Yeah. But they're the behind the magic. So just a recommendation. And I, I do love they did a little segment on Steveston the town. Mm-hmm. And we did see a little bit of how they change over like the Nikia fishing store. And uh, over Nika fishing, Nika fishing store, and they changed it over to the library, Storybrook Library, free mm-hmm. public library, and but you know maybe do something about the the map paintings of the clock tower and, and and different things like that, or maybe do a map. You know that's the one thing that really interested me early on is doing a Steveston slash Storybrook map. And yeah, there's, there's one on our our website, but. That's interesting to me. Where the producers, mm-hmm. what their Storybrook town looks like, because you know, for me, I think they they have the mayor living at the place in Stevenson where the Royal Bank of Canada is. There was a shot where Henry's looking out the window, and it looked like actually no, it wouldn't be the RBC. It wouldn't be there. It'd be way far away, completely okay. different. So. But but like I said, that would be interesting to me. So there's plenty of other different things mm-hmm. that you can really dive into for these extras on these Blu-rays. I, I know it's expensive, but I think a lot of these extras are to get people to buy right. and own because they know that Netflix is here and Hulu and all these other places, Amazon Prime, yeah. that you can stream these episodes. And, you know, hopefully a streaming stays uncapped and gets better that you know people may steer away but i still think because of some of the extras and just because of the crispness of the episodes Mm -hmm. buying these blu-rays and dvds are still i think part of the fandom process so yep i would agree anyhow that is it for our review again i want to thank abc and disney for providing us the review copy of the blu-ray it was really a lot of fun digging into it, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And next, our next episode will be First Thoughts for a Tale of Two Sisters. So uh, that's that's going to be exciting. So until then, everyone, I want to send big love out to everyone who's listening. And if you're new to us, thank you for joining us, however you found us and please subscribe if you're a longtime listener thanks for keeping up with us Mm -hmm. and uh, staying with us so until next time send big love out to everybody share it around that's what we all need and we will talk to you soon yes we will see you guys bye Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone Media Production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at once upon a time podcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657 Until next time, spread a little big love around.
Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me, the voice of Steve. You can check out my podcast, The Voice of Steve Podcast, free on iTunes. Say hi at Facebook.com slash Voice of Steve, or see what I'm doing over on Twitter, at The VOS Show. Check out everything I do, from the podcast to voiceovers. I even have a blog sometimes at thevoiceofsteve.com. Hope to see you around, and thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.